fed up, Tom. When are we getting off? Me too. Yeah, we've been here far too long now. Uh, we're running out of games to play, despite having a nice variety of consoles here. Uh, having no internet does mean we can't download new games. We've got Shenmue. We've got Snow Surface. Exactly. We haven't got V-Rally. We do not have V-Rally. Those coasters are ineffective um, also. I keep spilling my <laughs> coconut milk. I'm going insane. We need to figure out a plan, Tom. How buoyant do you think a PS2 is? <laughs> yes, if we stitch all the consoles together, we can perhaps make a small raft to get off this island. Get on it, Tom. Or or we just dismantle the shack we're in, and that could uh, create a more effective raft, I think. Not the shack, Tom! <laughs> it's Tom and Matt Tack. <laughs> narrative there's a narrative in the front of the podcast where will that crazy story go we'll start dismantling the um the shack after we've recorded this podcast man well that's good i was gonna say because i mean tropical storms happen tom i've been through one they're not fun i mean Mm. i trust the workmanship of the shack because you know we built it and we're clear we put it up in the 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 first place yeah but you know, I... why did we? Why do we build the shack and not just try and leave the island? Oh yeah, because those storms and everything. Yeah, exa- right. yeah exactly. Storms, I mean, so... these things that we're making yeah. up after the fact of it, like Star Wars. But <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Sorry, that <laughs> refers to a conversation we had off the microphone. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing all right. Watching like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, as that time of year comes around, May the fourth, you think about Star Wars again. Not that I ever stop thinking about Star Wars, really. <laughs> I was going to uh... say. I mean, I wouldn't judge you, but I'm currently wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, so I don't really have a leg to stand on. Oh yeah, I'm wearing a Sling the Hedgehog t-shirt. If I'm not thinking about Star Trek, it's Star Trek. Oh no. Oh man, I made the the, the, the fumble. The, Is that the Freudian slip? The classic blunder. Yeah. Um. Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty good, isn't it? It is. It's all right, yeah. Some... <laughs> what's what's your favourite t- Star Wars video game, Matt? What's... Go on. My favourite Star Wars video game? Uh, well, I mean, I think oh, I'd be a on. bit of a miss if I didn't say Knights of the Old Republic, right? I think that's the easy answer here. Oh. If we're going to take that one off the table... Hmm. Knights of the Old Republic, I got that. What? I don't know what that would be. I don't know. Outside of Knights of the Old Republic, I don't know what I would say. Mm. I guess it's episode one racer. Surely, like, the greatest Star Wars game of all time. It's probably my favourite Star Wars game. Yeah, the one I've played the most. I do like Race Revenge as well, but the original, yeah. Maybe I'd go as far as saying that's the best. Wow, what other competition have we got here? Uh, we've got it. Rebel Assault, very fond memories of that back in the day. Shadow of the Empire, Rogue Squadron. Battlefront 1 and 2, the original. Oh, yeah, ba- Battlefront. Do you know what? I never latched on to Battlefront, believe it or not. Even as a Star Wars fan, I think it was lacking sort of that uh, story. Type. I know Battlefront 2 is a story, doesn't it? I bought it. At the, the original I, Battlefront 2. I bought it like after the fact, and I played a little bit of the first one. I didn't really get into it, so... 
No, I don't get into the gameplay really. Um, but my fondest memories were probably back in the day playing all those PC ones like Dark Forces and uh, what else did you have back oh, then? Yeah. You had X-Wing versus TIE Fighter did, was one I played a lot. How, and if I was a little bit older, I would have played X-Wing and TIE Fighter. How but. did we forget <laughs> like Jedi Knight? How did Jedi Knight immediately not pop to our brains? Well, that's not one I played, really, oh, yeah. I, I played Jedi Dark Knight Forces, Knight. but I never re- My computer wasn't good enough for <laughs> Dark Forces 2. I, I, got a, I got a new PC for Christmas think. one year because I didn't have an Xbox and I wanted to play Halo. So I got Halo, Jedi Knight, and Star Wars Galaxies. Oh my god, Star Wars Galaxies! Were you playing that? I, pl- were you? I played on the PC? that MMO a ton. That was like I went off Fantasy Star onto Star Wars Galaxies. I liked Star Wars Galaxies a lot. That was a good game. Episode three on the Game Boy wow. Advance, Tom. Also a good game. That's good. Episode three on the Xbox and PS2 wasn't too bad either, actually. Yeah. Um, I miss those type of games, which because uh, you want. I always want to play as the characters I like from the films. Right. Or maybe the characters I don't like from the films. Uh, not a big fan of Anakin, but there you go. He's, he serves his purpose. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, I miss those sort of games where you get to play as your favourite characters. The best we've got now, I guess, is the hero characters that are in Battlefront. Yeah. But actually having more of a story-driven narrative where you get to play as your favourites. Yeah. Um, I miss that. Did you? Because, of course, now I've heard the latest news is, um, what's it called, that Jedi game. Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order yeah. is a new universe. Is a new bunch of characters that we're going to have uh, see again in a, in a sequel. Did you Did you ever complete Jedi Fallen Order? I never got it. No, really. Oh, I I played it. God, I haven't talked about this in the podcast. Yeah, it's all right. Um, <laughs> I, I, it looks good. Um, but I just it's it's always been quite expensive. You know me. I don't, I don't like to buy games when they're above. Uh, let's say, oh, twenty pounds is pushing it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Once upon a time, we had these things. Um, they were great. They were called libraries, and you could get games out of them. And one time, borrow it. Yeah, I got that game out of the library, and I completed it because it's only about seven hours long. Um, and it was fun. Mm. I had I had fun. I had the same amount of fun. I would say, if not more than the first Force Unleashed, which you know. Oh, right? I see. I actually liked the Force Unleashed too. I mean, I I think Force Unleashed two is That's a, short right. game. a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like that game. I think it's a a more easier to play game than the original Force Unleashed. I think there's some elements of the first Force Unleashed that uh, frustrated me quite a lot. The camera was a bit of an issue, if I remember. But uh, what, the second like one, I thought it was very um, easy to play and fun. I'm. I mean, I thought that the. I thought the first one was okay. There were some very cool moments in that game that were made incredibly needlessly fiddly like the moment where you're star killer and you're you're pulling the uh the imperial star destroyer out of the sky and it takes like 10 mm. minutes of really fiddly wiggling of the the joysticks it's not very fun <laughs> fiddly so, wiggling so flawed but fun fun games i think yeah no i i enjoyed that game certainly it was all right they didn't make any more though. But Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen yeah. Order is a good game. I would say like I I can't remember enough of it to like talk you through my feelings on Fallen Order. But I mean it's by Oh dear, that's a bit worrying. It's not like that memorable then. <laughs> I I mean right then. So essentially the plot of that game is 
you are a Jedi in hiding. You were a youngling, and you you escaped after your your master was killed, and then you you slummed uh. it, and you went to work as a as a guy who's essentially like scrapping old Imperial ships and stuff, and old Republic gunships okay. and stuff after the war to sell for salvage. You realize during something that happens while you're salvaging that you were force sensitive like you knew but like you accidentally reveal it and an imperial like probe droid sees you and then obviously the empire know that you are a, a jedi and they send inquisitors after you you then they're a thing from um rebels yes is it? they are inquisitors yeah um, so there's an there's a couple of inquisitors who are trying to kill you you go you get saved by someone uh who knew a jedi master and is saying hey there's a big temple on this planet maybe we should go there and try and figure out what this temple is because it's apparently important in restarting the jedi because as you know that is the main plot of every star wars movie where you are a single jedi it's like we need to rebuild the jedi order um so you you try and do that and you go to various planets um in that process from Star Wars that you know and love, and you oh. you explore them, and you... what what sort of planets do you go to, Matt? Do you um, remember any of them? Right, so you go to the place where Darth Maul is from that I can't remember the name of. Oh, I think something like Dathomir. Yes, he like is. That. Look at you and your Star Wars pulls. See, you were. I, I haven't I haven't seen Clone Wars very really, only to the first season, so. I think that show gets better as it goes along, but it yeah, doesn't no, start no, I've, very I've strong. Heard it's, uh, I think I've heard it's good. around that fourth season where it gets a bit dark and they, they introduce, um, oh gosh, Darth Maul's brother, I can't remember his name. Gary. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> Gary Maul. <laughs> when Gary Maul comes into it, it's a really good show. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you go to a couple of those planets. I think you go to Dantooine, maybe, like... Micro. Oh, Dantooine, that's where the rebel base isn't because it's too uh, densely populated or something. I, so. I can't remember. <laughs> you you go around, you have Star Wars hijinks, Tom. That's all you need to know. You have four Star powers. Wars hijinks. Plays I do it. enjoy being a Jedi, swinging a lightsaber, exactly. jumping around. Is it like the Uncharted of Star Wars games? No, it's more like the Dark no. Souls of Star Wars games, but not oh. in an intimidating way. Um, lots of combat. Lots of combat. Lots of you having to like parry and like actually fight like mm. a Jedi. As I'll be good to... at that. What you do at the start of the game with the scout troopers and stormtroopers, and you're like, ah, I'm just gonna throw a lightsaber at you. I was gonna say Parry's my middle name, but it's my last it name. It is your last my name. My name is Ross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if people if people hadn't established that by me calling you Tom Ross almost every episode, um, yeah. yeah, no, Fallen Order's good. Look at that. I, that's a game I'd completely forgotten I played, but yeah, actually, I quite enjoyed. So you really want to reacquaint yourself to those great characters that you uh, grew to love while playing? Yeah, the characters <laughs> that I Fallen don't Order. remember the names of any of them. What's his name? Cal. Yes, now you've said that, that rings a bell. The the the, the ginger Jedi. Yes, the ginger Jedi, Cal. <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember him. I remember what he looks like. Cal the ginger uh, Jedi. Cal the ginger Jedi, yeah. Yeah. Marvellous. Good game, that. Yeah. Okay, I'll get around to playing it when it's cheap. Fair or enough. Or when it's PlayStation Plus free, I love that. Well, you know, you've got I'm Farm surprised. Simulator and City Skylines at the moment to keep you occupied. Hey, hey, I can tell you about Farm Simulator and playing oh, that. Oh, really? So I uh, played it with uh, my good friend Gareth and my friend, good friend Adam. Uh, Has it got online co-op? Uh, last, 
that Thursday online co-op. Uh, okay, so they were more into it than I was. Right. Because <laughs> it's not my kind of game, really. Uh, however, you know, you can have a bit of fun. I drove a tractor into the lake. I was going to say, were you racing uh, tractors? And, and what's that? Was it just racing tractors? Is that the online? Uh, no, no, no. You build a farm together. When you call your friends into the game, you can make them uh, farm managers, meaning they can also buy stuff in the farm. And then you do your tasks. So really, it's a bit... If you've not played a tutorial ever, we were sort of just working out what we should be doing. So, you know, that's buy the land, buy the farmhouse. I don't even know if you need a farmhouse, but we bought one. Right. Uh, then you've, you've got to get the equipment to farm your fields. We already had a field full of um, something. However, we did another field which we prepared, we fertilised... And uh, we bought some seeds, got them in, bought some chickens. Uh, we had to work out what the chickens ate first and then buy that and then deliver it. There's a lot of going back and forth from the shop. Whenever you're buying a thing in any of the game's menus, you then have to travel to the shop, which was just down the road. Right. Pick the thing up and bring it back to the farm. For example, the, the seed. Uh, the chickens just magically appear in the farm when you buy them, but uh, other things like uh, vehicles and uh, seeds or fertilizer, you got to go and pick them up, bring them back. So there's a lot of going back and forth. You can get, you know, like a pickup truck or a, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a harvester or a tractor. And... Yeah, 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 no. You get your combine harvester. Did Gareth give you the key? <laughs> Sorry. Very good. <laughs> No, I drove the tractor into the lake, but luckily, if you do happen to drive a tractor into a lake, you can just sell it. That's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you still enough. sell it, even after you've driven it into a lake. But uh, yeah, you topple over. Forklift was good. If you like uh, the forklift parts of Shenmue, yeah. then buy yourself a forklift in the farming simulator and uh, get all your deliveries from the shop and take them back to your farm. It's uh, it's quite a, um, oh, a skill to learn using the forklift there's a lot of intricacies in them um, it's a next level up from Shenmue I was gonna say actually, for those forklift driving I, fanatics I haven't I haven't <laughs> got yet to the the forklift driving so I unfortunately even though I do have farm simulator maybe that's something I can do next week is compare because I've, mm. I've played a bit of Shenmue um as you as you know because we talked about it before this podcast and I've got up to the area where you are looking for the Phoenix Mirror. So I oh oh what fun! Yes. I've gone. You remember what you're doing there? Yeah, yeah. No, I went to the antique shop. I got the the hand guard that should have been given to Vio on his 18th birthday from his father. And now oh, you got to put that somewhere, aren't you? Yep. Um, and I went to spoilers. What you call it now? Uh, I went back to talk to Inisan um, in the house. And I've got my flashlight. Yeah. I'm ready to crawl around. Oh, so you didn't do it with the the candle? No. You can do it with candles as well, rather than the flashlight. You can, Tom. Yeah. But no, I'm all right. I'll do it with the flashlight. Yeah, might as well. Exactly. Or torch. Or a torch. Yeah. <laughs> um, on so I'll I'll where you from? I'll do that, and yeah, then I guess after that I go do all the forklift driving. Right, that's pretty much the the crux of it. Don't I? Then I see the creepy man. Doesn't the creepy man come to the house? And then I need to save the up creepy to go man. To, I say need to Do save up for my ticket to Chai? Home. Yeah, Chai doesn't come to the house. No, you you uh, face off against him at the arcade. Oh yeah. Good luck if you beat him because he's hard to beat. Yes. 
uh, you know, train your moves up a bit. I need to buy the rest of the scrolls from the antique shop. You can. There's some good uh, moves, some low moves that you can use against him. Um, I forget what they're called now. I'll have a look. I, to be honest with you, I, if, I've completely forgotten how to do the fighting in like the week and a half I haven't played that game because I had to fight the bodyguard yeah. guy. Yeah. And I, I couldn't remember. Who's on? I couldn't you mean? remember. This is Master Chen's. Is he son or just assistant? He's the son Chen? of. He calls him father. So yeah. I assume. He did. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I couldn't even remember how to do the like the two hand like push thing. Oh, all you have to do is just play a lot of Virtual Fighter, and then okay, uh, you know great. what you're doing. <laughs> cool, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, but the fighting actually, I, I when I last played Shenmue, I, I struggled to get good at the fighting again. Yeah, actually, and sort of felt like I fumbled my way through the the fight. I hammered the square button, and much like in uh, Hard Yakuza, it worked, so it was fine. But. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't feel like I was particularly adept no, at it. No, me neither. I never do. Also, I missed learning a move off the old man at the harbour, which you won't have met. Yet, I have met. Have I've given met him a coffee. But that's all I've done. Oh, you got that. Yeah. I missed that somehow. I missed giving him the coffee, or I gave him the wrong thing, or something you, like that. And I didn't, to... he didn't learn, teach me a move. So I was I going after the girl, you know, where you have to. <laughs> that's such a weird scene. Um, so there's the oh, woman yeah. who owns the bento box stand, and yes, you, yes. you go and talk to her. Is it her, her. Do- sister? Or yeah, it's sister. her sister's running with a bad crowd, who are like yeah. schoolgirls who try and attack you, and so Rio's way of saying, hey, you shouldn't mess with your family is beating up schoolgirls. Which, you know... It doesn't beat them up, does it? Well, I mean, they they attack him, and they're like he disarms them, and they're in a crumpled oh, pile did. in the floor afterwards. So, yeah, I guess he does. I mean, he doesn't beat them up purposely, but like it's a weird thing. He insinuates thing. that Rio has beat them all up. He's probably just used their attacks against them. I mean, I'm sure, but I mean, at I, the same I, I time, assume. he's also just like, listen here, I'm going to lecture you about your life choices, person I went to school with. And now I'm going to beat up your friends. Go speak nicely to your sister. It feels a bit weird in 2020, but there we go. Um, yeah, so while I was on the way to it's, do that, I ran. Girl. The guy was getting thrown out. Yeah, it's a girl. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, no, so as I was going to say, is the girl Goro's, Goro's girlfriend? I can't remember. Or not. I can't remember. Yo, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. But you were saying yeah. about the old, the old man. man yeah, when I was going to do that, that, the old man gets thrown out of the warehouse. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I had a really sad moment. Shenmue, you still enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, Sorry. you know, like as I said last <laughs> time, I think the. I think the vibe of that game is really enjoyable. I did have a, a small, yeah. almost throw the controller moment when I was doing the sneaking into Warehouse Eight because I forgot how to get ah, to the warehouse. Me too. That that's the most frustrating bit in the game. Did because <laughs> you have to might have to do it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the Dreamcast, because you are more familiar with the original version than I am. If you screw it up, uh, did you have to wait a whole day? to do it again yeah it does that, that if you keep failing that it will just progress time to the next day automatically yeah. oh okay so that's what it was doing because i was like i remember this skipping so, a day but for me all it was doing was just bumping it forward like because you can only try it uh, once a day and the problem with that is if you are really bad at that and you keep failing it you could technically game over the game if, if you're really bad at it because the game does stop after a certain point really yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you waste too much time, yeah, 
Interesting. But it's very difficult to do that. I don't think uh, you could, unless you're really trying to, yeah, you could yeah. fail that enough times to game over the game. But if you just sort of messed around and didn't do what you need to do by a certain point in time, you get, uh, I think there's a bad ending. Oh, okay. But you'll have to, yeah, not 100%, but I think there is. I'll give it a Google. Yeah, no, it's it's all yeah. right. I, I like Shenmue. The vibe is nice. I hate some of the time yeah. elements, but there we go. It is what it is. It's a game from like 2001, right? Oh, yeah. One, is it not from 1999? I think it was very close to the release of the Dreamcast. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I don't no, know. You, you are more knowledgeable about this than I am. Maybe I'm giving it credit. Maybe. I think it might have came out in Japan in 1999. Man, that game is 21 years old. Um, that's interesting. Let me have a look on the internet because that's all the internet's for. Yeah, yeah. The first release was December the 29th, 1999. So it was near release in 2000. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good game. There you go. If you haven't played it, I recommend it. Not as much as I recommend Yakuza, but there we go. But Matt would rather play Yakuza. What do you think of the new Like a Dragon trailer? I assume you've seen I it. I have not. <gasps> okay, so Microsoft did this gameplay oh, uh, yeah, reveal I didn't where everyone it. was miffed because they didn't actually show <laughs> so much gameplay. <laughs> Two seconds of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> they did Valhalla. show some gameplay, to be fair to them, but to call it uh, a gameplay reveal was a stretching the truth a little. I yeah, think. okay. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it because I just saw how many thumbs down the tw- uh, YouTube video had when I looked at it. So I was there at the time, and the uh, the negativity was huge from people. I noticed a lot of people just saying skip, 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 skip. They were just every title. It's like these video game fans. I thought are so hard to please. You know, they they showed off. I think a game called uh, the Medium is it, which is from the studio who did Layers of Fear. They've teamed up with the composer of uh, Silent Hill games. I'm I've really I forget his name. I know he also did um, Shadow of the Damned as well. Very talented uh, composer. Yeah. I can't. And they were saying how much they loved his work on uh, Silent Hill Two. And they wanted to bring him in to compose a soundtrack to this new sort of survival horror type experience right. game. Okay. Um, so there was some information on that and um, what's the new Assassin's Creed, which honestly I couldn't care less about. But uh, I don't know, you're an Assassin's Creed fan, Matt. Uh, are you interested in Valhalla, I mean, is it? To be honest with you, I haven't played either Origins or Odyssey. So I don't yeah. know. I, I don't even know if I can call myself an Assassin's Creed fan at this point because I've heard they're very good games. They're also yeah, about good, 60, but... 70 hours long. <laughs> so yeah, I've not. What is it? I feel I've got enough Assassin's Creed games I haven't already played. So any more is just like I'm not. I'm not bothered. Well, I mean, I beat what like six of them. Like I did. You, one, go on. Two. Well, the last one you beat. <laughs> Revelations. Uh, Brotherhood. Three. Um, Black Flag, and then uh, what you call it? Uh, what's the one set in London? Syndicate. Syndicate. Seven games in that series I've beaten, and then there's Liberation. There's the ex uh, Rogue. U- so there's Liberation, Unity. Rogue, Unity, uh, Odyssey, and uh, Origin. Origins. No. And Origin. then there's like two or three like portable ones as well. There's like one on the oh, DS, yes. <laughs> which is an Ezio side story. One on the PSP, it's one on PSP the PS Vita. One. Yeah, that's Liberation, <laughs> but like they, they did stuff for that. Oh, God, oh, yeah, there's okay. even like the Chronicles games. 
There's those Assassin's Creed oh, like yeah. Chronicles side-scrolling games. So, Assassin's Creed is just when Ubisoft wants to make a third-person action adventure type game, they make an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like when Ubisoft want to do a first-person type game, they do a Far Cry game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is, and and lots of people still enjoy them. Uh, the trailer they showed uh, was apparently in-game graphics, but it felt like a cinematic, really. But uh, looked looked impressive. Yeah. No. Vikings, yeah, yeah, that's cool. People like Vikings. People do like their Vikings. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I... uh, it's about uh, Viking traveling from um, a Scandinavian country to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick it up. Who knows? So, Let's um, see what's around at the PS5 launch. Yeah, yeah. That will, I assume, be a PS5 launch game. I assume. Well, if it's 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 coming... So what it's going to be... It's going to be released, I think, before the end of the year, isn't it? Um, yeah, For so. the current generation of consoles. And then what Microsoft have said is that if you buy this game for Xbox one you'll have the ability to play it on the xbox series x as well yeah you don't have to rebuy it because it they did like sony did around the time of the ps4 didn't yeah, they yeah. those games that you buy in ps3 you can play them on ps4 so they're doing that at least with some of the titles that they announced in in this latest video i'm not sure about um yakuza or not uh but yeah the trailer looked pretty cool uh it looked like it's gone a bit far out and I'm I'm all for that. I mean, I like the, the the giant enemy crab. Okay. I saw a giant enemy crab. I saw the main character having some sort of blue energy around him, but that isn't so unusual for Yakuza, is it? Because no. doesn't he? You power up. You have glow your yeah. When you power, yeah. You have your power up moments. God, I've got more. But there was called. a giant crab like creature. The, the giant crab like creature is interesting. So is this for like a dragon set, like a dragon eight, or like a dragon seven? This trailer. Uh, just, it was just called Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. That's what the, the trailer was titled as, and it will be a launch title, apparently, for the Xbox Series X. Yakuza mm -hmm. Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. Like it's a bit like a, a dragon. dragon. Oh, that's, that's just Yakuza 7. Yeah, I thought it was. Hmm. But they're not calling it Yakuza 7. They're calling it just... Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah, it's because of the change of the protagonist. Yeah, I... yeah. So it's a new beginning for the, the franchise. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, yeah. Seven's a bit intimidating to people, really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, I assume you'd be able to come to this game without a prior knowledge of the previous ones. and uh, I'm, I'm sure you will. I mean, not feel it's lost. completely bloody different as well, so it makes sense to yeah. have a split there. You've got to check that trailer out, though, mate. Well, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some trailers. To be honest with you, I almost imported the game from Japan, so I'm I'm trying not to look at too many trailers, just because, mm. you know, I, I kind of... Oh, now I spoil it with that crab. Oh, it's okay, Tom. I'm, I'm sure... You'll be waiting for that crab. <laughs> You'll be waiting for that crab like I was waiting for the dogs to jump through the window in Resident Evil 2. Exactly. I'd, I'd just be like, <laughs> where's the crab? <laughs> I fear the coming of the crab. Oh dear, that could be misconstrued. Yes, it could. Hmm. I fear the coming of the crab. I fear the coming so... of the crab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you been playing anything? Hey, of course I have, Matthew. Uh, what have I been playing recently, apart from Farming Simulator? So, I played a few Switch games. 
um, played uh, Battle Sloths, which I might have mentioned last time, which I hadn't played previously. Uh, and that's pretty cool. I imagine it's much better as a multiplayer game. But it's like a top-down arena. Imagine Bomberman, for instance. you got your sloths in different corners of yeah. the screen. You have to kill the other sloths okay. using a variety of weapons littered around the area. You start off with a weapon and you'll run out of ammo, so you have to like uh, hover above the, uh, the these other weapons that are littered around the area, pick them up when you run out of ammo, kill the other sloths. Sometimes you have to collect pizza slices and take them back to your base. And once you get so many, then uh, you, you win. I, I've been playing the um, single player, which is... You know, there's little challenges like that along the way. Sometimes it's a death match. Sometimes it's collect the pizza. Sometimes it's collect the gold pizza. And uh, effective, it basically introduces you to the. It's like a tutorial. Right. So each level you get a different weapon. The shotgun's got a spray on it, so they teach you that you can defeat um, uh, more than one, multiple opponents with the shotgun or the laser. You hold that down. It's like a laser beam. And yeah, I think you get the idea. Uh, what it is? Yeah, it's, I do. Uh, multiplayer arena deathmatch, but it's top with a down like Bomberman. Because uh, when you said it was an arena-based yeah. thing, I was assuming like Smash Brothers, yeah. like side on. No, but the menu screen where you select the character and stuff is actually very much like Smash Brothers. You can customize them as well. I guess that's to make them look a bit different from each other. Okay. Essentially, the sloths are the same. Maybe they're different colors. How does it control? Does it get con- hats. does it control like Bomberman? Are you always like? facing mm-hmm. one of the northwest south no. or east or is it like you, you, you can move however you like yeah you use it's twin stick shooter basically oh, you okay. move with the left stick and you aim with the right stick there are obstacles sometimes like quicksand that introduces that in one stage it just teaches you that yeah you might have to be careful around the arena it's pretty simple stuff but i can imagine it's a lot of fun in multiplayer okay and at the time when i got it it was dirt cheap too and why sloths like pizza, I don't know. Do all like uh, like turtles like pizza, apparently? I mean, yeah. Sloths like pizza or something. Maybe that is just a turtles reference. I don't know. Well, maybe it's because they're lazy, because they're a bit slow, sloths, so it's easier to stick a pizza in the oven well, yeah, I than mean, make... You know, uh, don't, don't see sloths, like, <laughs> whipping up a three-course meal, do you? It's not a common thing in sloth <laughs> canon. No, no, no. It's easy enough for them to take the, the pizza out and put it in the oven, isn't it? But anything more will just obviously take too long. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's understandable. Sometimes you just got to sloth it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, of course, that couldn't keep me uh, busy, too busy, because of the nature of the game. Did you not like stick uh, a controller play... by each one of your feet and try and play it in each one of your hands? <laughs> well, maybe I could try that. You could. Um, you heard of Spirit Sphere? No. So this is like tennis and Zelda combined. Oh, is it just like the lethal tennis you play with Ganondorf? Hmm. Well, it's more like stylized, like um, Link to the Past or Link's Awakening. Right. And you've got the the sword slice and the power up sword, and basically the regular sword slice is your tennis hit. And if you power it up, you can also put a bit of spin on it, get a bit more power. You can pick up um, power ups around the the arena as well, like a bow and arrow, so you can hit your opponent and then whack the the spirit sphere back to him and you, you, the objective is to uh, score I think three points by getting the ball into his goal at the back of his okay. uh, side of the court yeah yeah the uh, there's different uh, the variety of different arenas as well that provide different challenges and uh, there's also a game of squash as well okay 
So you can also play squashes. So you can uh, play it against to, uh, yeah, yourself as opposed to another opponent. You right. could play against yourself, but I was playing against another opponent playing squash in the uh, single player mode. Okay. Maybe you can play against yourself. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, but how I played it was squash. Squash. You you, you could. Squash. You yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. But in this, the objective is to take turns. Okay. So you'll hit it, and you can't hit it on your other player's turn, yeah, yeah. and obviously you have to get it into his goal. I've never played squash for real, believe it or not. No, me neither. There are squash courts uh, in Billund, but I've never been. Very fast-paced game, squash. I don't know if I'm cut out for yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's also, like, tight as well. Like, you have yeah. to be in a very small yeah. arena. Claustrophobic. But this game's pretty fun. The soundtrack's nice. Uh, nice bunch of characters. There's a humanoid girl character who's basically Lincoln, and there's a little fox character. There's a barbarian character. And they all sort of work a bit differently. The barbarian's got, like, a... An axe, so not a sword, different attack, but it's good, cheap, fun. Again, probably better in multiplayer. How, but, how uh, much was it? Oh god, I can't remember. Next to nothing, couple of quid. I can't actually like searching Spirit Sphere. Uh, doesn't Spirit Sphere EX with the version on Switch. DX, yeah. EX. Oh, there's also a DX. Oh, maybe I'm mistaken then. Okay, this looks. I nice. could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, styled quite nicely. As I say, the music's also pretty good too. Yeah. And the gameplay's solid and that nice spin <laughs> on the tennis genre. <laughs> but definitely it, it does wear its uh, Zelda influence on its sleeve in its yeah, gameplay I mean, mechanics. It's called Spirit Fiat DX. I read it wrong. It's okay. You're only one letter off. Uh well, DX makes sense because it's Zelda, isn't it? And, of course, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Link's Awakening DX. Um, and lastly on the Switch, it's been, been playing a bit of Q-Yo Blaster, which is a pretty simple horizontal shooter with really nice pixel graphics and animation. Okay. Yeah. It's Q-Yo like... Uh, the style of animation and characters is a lot like uh, those classic uh, black and white cartoons that... Um, Maybe, what's that game? Cuphead's yeah. um, influenced by. Okay. Yeah. So, it's got a really nice style about it. It's Don't expect anything sort of high-end. For some reason, the visuals are very sort of uh, smooth. It doesn't feel like a very sharp pixel graphics game. But uh, that's beside the point, because the pixel art in it is astounding. And the animation is a lot of frames. It's a very pretty-looking game. Uh, and a bit crazy as well. Uh, yeah, I was flying as that little like tin robot type character, right? And there's some weird uh, characters and enemies in the game. No, this looks like something I could I think be it's into. Pretty fun. I I like the look of this. Yeah, but it's. I think you're a bit of a good at shooters, aren't you? I I I'm okay. Experience in the shooters, genre. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm good. Yeah, there so are this... people who are very good at shooters, but yeah. Yeah. This one I think is very accessible. Uh, I was able to play it with little trouble, and I'm not—I don't consider myself to be an expert shooter player. So I don't know if it's going to have the same challenge for you. But I was playing it on like the easiest difficulty. So okay. perhaps if you whack that up a bit, it will uh, be challenging enough. I'll give it a go. It has a story as well. This was um, oh, how much was this one? It was cheap. Again, a couple of quid. Uh, but that was in the sale, and I don't know if that Switch sale has ended now, because this was uh, maybe even a couple of weeks ago. I'll, well, no, it should be still around, because it's Golden Week. I'll have a look. 
There's Golden Week effects for Twitch. Uh, Golden prices. Week is why there is a big in Japan sale on the. Uh, yeah, it's a Japanese holiday. It isn't is, it? yeah, and it, obviously it's people are at home under normal circumstances mm. usually during Golden Week, so games go on sale. But I think it's technically over now. I think people are turning back to work on Friday. Yeah, they are, but. Yeah, so I mm, have to wait and I'll see. I'll take a look. Um, but uh, it's it's pretty fun. Good, simple, cheap fun. You know what? That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> you like your cheap. Go on, I want to hear about what else you've been um, playing. Man. I've been playing a game I promised to play last week, but then didn't actually play because I didn't have time. And that is uh, Capybara's yeah. Below. Um, people... Oh, okay, Below. I, I have long I been interested in this. this game, as long-time listeners in the podcast will know. I actually bought an Xbox One to play it. Um... And then is it still Xbox One exclusive? It or? was an Xbox One exclusive for about a year, um, but they revealed it as part of that Xbox One release, and then they it was delayed a couple of times, and then it essentially went from being an exclusive to being multi-platform. I think you can also get it on PC now. Oh no, it launched on PC. It was available on uh, Microsoft Windows and Xbox One at launch. And then a year later, it came out on the PS4. Now, when it came out on the Xbox One, I was very disappointed to hear that it was ridiculously hard. Um, mm. It is it is a roguelike game. Uh, you are an adventurer. Ten a penny nowadays. To a, yeah, but I, hey, I mean, like this game was announced in like 2013. Man, this was this was at the mm. forefront of this genre being a thing. And I think it shows because it is an incredibly good game. Artwork is beautiful. The soundtrack, as you would imagine, from Capybara Games, who also did the likes of Sword and Sorcery on the iPad, if you remember that adventure. I don't. You oh, do you never play Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery? You should check that out. Would I, would I like it? Yes. Would I like it? It doesn't sound like something I'd like. It it, it is essentially a an interactive music game that's based around like Sword I like and Sorcery. Music. And I like interactivity. Yes, and it has incredible uh, pixel art to it. You should check uh, Super uh, Brothers Sorcery checking, out. I'm checking out this guy's lanky legs. Yes, he's got some funky lanky mm. legs. Um, the So the game is kind of styled like Sword and Sorcery, uh, plus like 10 years or whatever it was. I remember playing Sword and Sorcery when I was still at uni. Um, it reminds me a bit of Fez. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think they were around the same time. Uh, I think direct. that... That wave of indie games embracing pixels, this was at the forefront of it. Like, that's a very old game mm. at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, so they made Below, then Capybara. Uh, they've been working on it for a long time. Came out on the Xbox One, as I said, to middling reviews because other than being a roguelike and being hard because of that, they had a lot of, like, survival game elements in there. Like, um, mm-hmm. you have a hunger meter and a thirst meter. So on top of you trying to juggle staying alive, there were all these extra meters, and people were like, no, I don't want yeah. this. Because they also did um, Don't Starve, is that correct? Uh, no, I don't think that's the same studio. Because, oh, teamwork. It says teamwork. They worked on it. Yes. Sorry, apologies. Okay. I've been looking through what games they've made. Yeah. And again, that sword and sorcery is a teamwork project, I think. They work with someone else on it. Okay. Anyway. Mm. Anyway. So this game came out, middling reviews, very, very hard anyway, plus this hunger meter. People were like, I don't want to deal with this. This is a a step too hard. 
People just want to engage with that world, and if you were falling to blow, you were falling to blow. Cut to a year later, it comes out on the PlayStation, they introduce a new Explorer mode, which is essentially saying, hey, this is still going to be a roguelike, it's still going to be difficult, but we are going to remove this hunger slash thirst element to it, which is greatly appreciated, because the game is hard as nails anyways. You are an adventurer, you... After a very, very long introduction scene of a boat panning, you panning into the boat you're on and you washing up on the shore, it literally is like eight minutes of intro, like broody introduction. Oh. Um. Yeah, and you can't interact at all with the boat. Um, You wash up on the shore and very much like a Souls game, you are left to explore this area. You go into this castle and essentially the the aim of the game is to work your way down. I won't say how many floors, because I think that's probably a bit of a spoiler. But I've got down to the sixth floor of this dungeon, and it's procedurally generated. So every time you you start, you go into a dungeon, you know the enemies, you know the areas, you know the kind of things you'll be dealing with. For example, one area is particularly cold, so you need to make sure you go near campfires to warm up. So you need to like quickly kill all the enemies in the room, warm up near a campfire, and then go right and warm progress to the next area okay Mm. there are also as you would expect from an indie game some crafting elements uh so while you're going around Mm -hmm. this world you are (laughs) finding uh you're finding like food and other things and essentially those food items you can then craft into potions or just eat them to sustain your health as you're going along and there is also a lantern that you have that essentially lights your way and is kind of a magical lantern. You use it to reveal doorways and to open chests and do other things that will remain nameless because they're mm-hmm. a bit of a spoiler. But they run, this lantern runs off currency that you get from killing enemies. So, like, every time you kill an enemy, you get a crystal, which helps you power your lantern. So there are areas as you're going deeper where things start to get darker and you're like, okay, should I use my lantern here or should I wait? Because if there's a door on the corner that I need to open, will I have enough or will I need to track back in the dark to kill things? Yeah, you've got to rely on the fact that there's some enemies there. Yes, um, it's and they don't respawn. Like if you kill an enemy, fortunately, they're dead. Like so, you don't have to worry when you're backtracking back up to get food or anything that you're gonna get hit by a surprise enemy because they they stay dead. But that of course sure. means you've got to do a bit of inventory management on how you're gonna treat these crystals and stuff. It sounds like a lot. It kind of is, and the game doesn't really onboard you in any meaningful way, which is a bit of a shame. But it, it just ends up meaning you watch YouTube for a lot and go, okay, this is how this game works. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. though, because of the middling reviews this game got at launch, that kind of Souls-like community that is there for like a Bloodborne or a Sekiro isn't really there for Below. There's a few mm. really nice articles on places like Polygon and Kotaku, and there's a few YouTube videos that are quite in-depth of how to do things. But other than that, you're kind of on your own because of this community not really sticking with this game. That said, I do really recommend it. I do think it's a very strong game. And as someone who, as we talked about last week, is quite tired of the roguelike genre, thought this was actually pretty cool. And it kind of made me want to go and play Cave Noir on the Game Boy, which is a similar thing, or maybe one of the Mystery Dungeon games. 
because it brought back that Cave vibe. Noir, is that um, an older game or is that a newer... Cave Noir is a game by game by Konami. It's made by Chunsoft, the people who did the Mystery oh, Dungeon games. Okay, so it is an original Game Boy game. There I was thinking it was some sort of uh, more recent uh, No, project. it sounds like it is. It has the coolest box art of any <coughs> game by game. You should check it out. It's a dragon on a shield. It looks badass. It's from the it's from the same illustrator who did like the the Konami Turtles games and stuff. Like it's super mm. classic Konami graphics meets like D and D. Yeah. I think what made me think of it, noir has become such an in word yes. lately, hasn't it? I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's been around a long time. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be for me, to be honest. I'm not uh, crying out for another road like myself. I but, think uh, you would dislike the difficulty and get frustrated with it and turn it off yes. relatively soon. I, I, and it's it, yeah. it's not a cheap game. Everyone's different. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, if not for the aesthetics, if not for my love of some of the other stuff that Cappy's produced, maybe I would have bounced off it mm-hmm. a lot quicker. But yep. I made the investment. It, it's not a cheap game. I think it's about 15 quid. So okay. I got in there and I was like... Well, it's still within my budget. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's still within your budget, Tom Parry. It's cheap uh, in comparison. But I mean, oh, it seems like game. it's a, a 20, 30 hour game, potentially, depending on how many times you die. So, you know, it's good. It's an interesting Get thing. Get your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Great stuff. Um, I played a game on the original Xbox the other day, which I rather enjoyed, a racing game called Quantum Redshift. Do you know this one? I do not. It's a futuristic racing game, not too dissimilar. Yeah, not too dissimilar from uh, something like uh, Wipeout, obviously, or Extreme G, or uh, even Star Wars Pod Racer, actually. I'd guess that from the name, to be honest. When someone says Redshift, I'm thinking (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Quantum Redshift does sound like... So it's set in space, it's futuristic space racing. What's nice about this, though, it has a few unique things going for it. Uh, You can upgrade your ship, which I always liked in Pod Racing, too. And and also it does have some sort of reliance on shortcuts. Right. Which I thought was interesting, which made me think a little bit. Let me think. What shortcuts? Beetle Adventure Racing has shortcuts... Can't think if Pod Racer does or not, but um, Diddy Kong Racing does. Yeah, you need to s- sort of learn the tracks a little bit, and so when you first play it, you might find yourself finishing quite low, and then you notice that the other racers are take missing out huge chunks of the track. Yeah. But sometimes there's bonuses if you go the long way around, but they're not really good. What you want to do Just is use the get the shortest way around yeah. the track to win. <laughs> but, uh, you have um, weapons, but you only really have two standard weapons. You have like a, a non-homing shot and a homing shot. Right. And you top these up by either driving through blue power-up icons or red ones. Blue being your regular shot, the red being your homing shot. Yeah. Um, so blue is on the blue button of the Xbox controller X and red is on the red button B. Yeah, so sense. that makes sense, yeah, first yeah. of all. For games that are very confusing, we don't know what button's what. Uh, that, and, and the yellow is your shield. So you pick up a shield power up. You uh, Then if you press Y, you can uh, repel an enemy attack. Right. So that works very well. And when you're upgrading your ship, you upgrade the time your shield remains on for. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how your weapons upgrade exactly, whether or not they take your enemy out of action for longer. I think that's probably what you do. If you're hitting them with a homing attack, it's going to take them a little bit longer to get back going than it would without having powered up. Yeah. I think that's how you do it. I'm not 100%. But, um, yeah, so initially when I first played it, I was replaying the tracks a lot, but 
I wasn't I wasn't getting fed up with playing the game. The gameplay is very tight. Yeah. Um, and it it plays exceedingly well. And I like how straightforward the weapons system is on it too. Uh, it's also compatible on Xbox 360, which I didn't realize oh, when I started playing it. Um, you find a lot that about out of the whatever thousand Xbox uh, 360 games there are. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, three Xbox original games. Oh, I'm getting confused now. I think about 400 of the original Xbox games still work on 360. I didn't even know More that. More so than you think. But um, they don't work as consistently as uh, maybe some of the Xbox One versions do because uh, they, they, they have been known to have issues. Uh, I can't see any major issues with um, Quantum Redshift playing it on the 360, but I know some games didn't play with proper sound or had some sort of graphical glitches. Yeah. Um. So the the, uh, the emulation was a little bit inconsistent on the 360 for original Xbox games, but this one fares pretty well. Um, yeah, the backwards compatibility on 360 is very good for original Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good game. Uh, Quantum Redshift. I think it was uh, Microsoft Studios published game. Um, I can't quite remember the developer, but it has a funny name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Qu- crispy, crispy something. I'm go- I'm just gonna quickly look it up. Quantum Redshift is the game. And the developer is. Because everybody needs a futuristic racer exclusive to their console, don't they? It's Curly Monsters. <laughs> okay. Curly Monsters developed <laughs> Quantum Redshift for the original Xbox. Curly Monsters. I don't know what else they've done. Um. Not, well, they haven't got their own Wikipedia page. Maybe they... Maybe. The, the uh, soundtrack was by Junkie XL, though, and considering this game came out in 2002, I didn't realise how long he'd been around. Me neither. He'd done uh, the, uh, a lot of soundtracks lately, hasn't he? Like for Mad Max, Fury Road, and I think he worked on some of the DC films. Maybe perhaps. he got his start in video games, you never know. Yeah. Uh, Good game. Check it out if you're a fan of futuristic racing games. But um, it's an older game, so you might have already played it. I'm just late to the party. There's a cool little rival system. There's a lot of uh, characters in the game, and you unlock characters as you play. And you'll get a rival, and there'll be a little sort of face-off before the race, like, I'm going to take you down. (laughs) Like One's like, uh, one of the characters is a singer, and he says, "Your, your songs can't save you now. Tara, your songs your can't is. save you now, Tom. I think that's one of the threats that they. <laughs> they it's not much of a threat, though, around. is it? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, but it did make me think about all the games that are compatible on 360. I started off seeing if it was available on Xbox One, but unfortunately, you can't play it on that. That sucks. 360 controller is amazing, though. I haven't used it for a while. It's uh, such a good controller. Yeah, it is. I mean, do you? But do you prefer the Xbox One controller or to the 360? Uh, I think it's. Mm, I think the 360 one actually, although there's not much in it. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter for you, okay? Uh, no, not really. But I do. I I think the the 360 one just has a slight edge. Okay. That's fair. I think. I I, mm. I like the. I like the Xbox One controller, but I mean, 
I don't know. I, I haven't used the newer one. I haven't used the revised one. I do own a white one that I bought for someone and they didn't want. Is there a revised one? I, I think so, right? I think there's... I know they they got a grip. they got, like, a textured surface underneath later on. I've got a blue one that has yeah. that. My older um, Halo 5 controller doesn't have that. Yeah. My my launch mm. one definitely didn't, but I'm, I'm I haven't tried one with the grip. But I quite like the Xbox One controller. I was kind of a bit bummed out that the console wasn't my favourite of the two because I actually preferred the controller. Mm. To the PS4, yeah, control. I think so. I would say. I yeah. mean, the yeah. PS4 controller is a pretty solid controller, to be fair. But I yeah, I've grown to like that one. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first, and would certainly say I like the Xbox One controller better. But uh, nowadays, you know, I kind of. I like them both. Nearly equally. Nearly equally. Nearly. Okay. Nearly. There's still a little... Uh, the, what's interesting is the analog stick on the PS4 is much easier for moving the cursor around the screen on The Sims... Really? ...than the Xbox One. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It feels like you have to move the Xbox One further to get the the pointer to move at all. Yeah. Whereas on the P- PS4, I find the stick to be more sensitive. Now, this could be... Because I'm using an older controller and I'm using a newer controller for Xbox. I don't know. I don't know. If that stick on my PS4 has seen so much use is a little bit looser now. I don't know. And maybe the Xbox one's a bit maybe. stiffer. I don't know. Not sure, mate. But did you know you can play Eighth Combat 6 on your Xbox one? No, I did not. I actually own that game. That's interesting. <laughs> you can actually play more than you'd, you'd think. You can play Alan Wake. Well, that's a bit obvious. Alien Hominid you can play. Yeah. I, I own that. That's fair. That'd be nice. Ah, that's the no. Yeah, that's the uh, HD. Version, yeah, the Xbox yeah, Not the original yeah, yeah, Xbox. Yeah. I got your original Xbox. I have yeah, it on original Xbox too. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, that's the obvious one. Yeah. But yeah, there's quite. A, check it out. It's it's always worth checking out what you can play because I went to play Quantum Redshift on the original Xbox. So I didn't need to. I could just play it on 360. Could I have played Nier Tom on my Xbox One? Is near ah, on that list. let me have a little look at my list of backwards compatible games you can find on Wikipedia. Um, near, near, near. No. Oh, that's a shame. You can't play near on your Xbox One. You can play Ninja Gaiden 2. Okay. And 3. That's fair. Maybe I'll do that instead. <laughs> can I play Magna Carta 2? Oh, wow. This is <laughs> Can you play Magna Carta 2 on your Xbox One? No, you can't. Playing Mass Effect 2 and 3. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm alright, thanks. And Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Oh, That's good job. Thank God for that. <laughs> okay, on that depressing note, let's end this on, podcast. On that on. note. Um, if you've liked this podcast and us babbling on about cheap games and games by Sega and backwards compatible Xbox games, you can find us in a variety of places, uh, such as on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tomamattattack, on blastprocess.com, on tomamattattack.com, and on Twitter at TMACast. And you can find Tom at TomPerry11, myself at GameBoyle, and you can listen to the podcast in a variety of places. Other than those mentioned, it is in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know you listen. Tom, are you putting out any content this week? Some hashtag content? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to see some footage of the games I mentioned here, uh, like the Switch games or even Quantum Redshift, um, you can check that out in the, the new Tom's Gaming World video, which will be live uh, 
by the time you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can also see me live stream Sonic 3, which I did the other yes. day. And we'll continue to do and finish that game off, I think, on the next live stream. So you can find me over at uh, Twitch at Toodlebug500. And then you can watch those again on the Blast Process YouTube if you're so inclined. Call blimey, over 4,000 subscribers to that Blast Process. You should give that a look. Absolutely. And you got a little shout out in that video, Matt. I, know. I don't know if you I saw. saw the end of I that. I saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, for me, I will hopefully have a May Forward video up. If not oh, today, I, I'm excited. it will be tomorrow. It's not May Forward, though, is it? it? It's it's Mega Man. It, it's a bit of both, Tom, because I've got a na- There's only two Mega Man games for the Game Boy Color, and there's only three uh, May, uh, Way Forward games I haven't played yet, so I'm going to try and do them all. I might, uh, I might okay. give WCW yeah. a miss because it's, it's not my favorite game, but I have all the footage for it. Right. So. Okay, so which two Mega Man games? Just remind there's me Mega Man Extreme 1 and 2 for the... Ah, Extreme, yeah. that was it, yeah. Which is not Mega Man X. No, it's a spin-off of the X series. You can play Zero, I think. I haven't played them for a long time. I haven't played them since I was a kid, so it's going to be interesting to re-explore them. Yeah, no, it will be. I look forward to that, man. Yep, and yeah, that's it. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, tune in next week to see if we get off the island. <laughs> Woo! Oh, cliffhanger. I yes, like it. It's very exciting stuff. Yeah, let's get that this um, shack taken down. Yes. And try and build that raft. And then I'm not sure what, how we're going to sleep tonight. Maybe we'll just have to sleep rough. But I haven't. If we don't get off But the it's island. okay, Tom. That, that, that's an issue we haven't quite tackled yet. If we do dismantle the shack, where do we sleep? We can make a houseboat. It'll be fine. <laughs> a houseboat. Right. See? Let's get on it. Spoilers. Right. See you, uh, okay. next, See you time next week, to everybody. Find out how our houseboats. Uh, Okay, goodbye everybody, game on. (laughs) Goodbye, game on.